Got the A team here today for uh, a pet chat. You, you always say that. Yeah, Hannibal, B A Baracus, all the rest. They were in the A team. <laughs> Dr. David Tabbert, as always. Good afternoon to you. G'day, Mark. And Cheryl Short. We're on Brooch Watch once again. Yes. So take us through it. Okay. So. Oh, it's Clifford. Oh, Is it big red dog? Oh, Clifford, the red, it looks oh, like it. It's a red on. dog. Yeah. Let's red go nose. Ah, the nose. Red nose. The nose. Reindeers. No. <laughs> no. No. But we're going to be talking about the colour of noses. Oh, okay. Oh, well, I'm looking forward to that. Now, a, a super quick uh, a bit of uh, hot news here. If uh, you're in the Elmore Vale area, uh, Kevin gave us a call. A uh, dog has just wandered into his yard uh, there at Elmore Vale, a male Kelpie cross. So if you've lost one in the area, uh, 49 216 216. Also, for your pet questions this afternoon, that's the number as we kick off another pet chat on 2 and RFM 103.7. Cheryl... Colours of what noses? Okay, so yeah. one thing that's really interesting in winter time, often dogs' noses change colour. Oh, did you not know this, David? I'm learning right You're now. You're learning, right? So, I David's know... a vet, by the way, of many, many years. He's seen more <laughs> than his fair share. So, what happens if you look at your dog's nose in the winter time? Um, dogs' noses change colour. Not all dogs, but a lot of dogs do. My, one of my dogs does and the other one doesn't. So Avalon has now, instead of having a black nose, his nose is quite pinky brown. Oh, okay. Okay, so what it is, it's called snow nose or winter nose. And it happens in some breeds of dogs and it's more likely to happen in your breeds that are like your um, breeds from the Northern Hemisphere, so your Siberian Huskies, yep. your Labradors, things like that. Malamutes and Malamutes, stuff. yep. And what happens is the um, the effect of the cold weather reduces the um, the melanin in the yes. dog's nose because it's sensitive to cold weather. And so during the cold weather, these dogs can often come out with pink noses if they were black. Oh. Some of them will get a pink stripe up the centre of the nose, but it's one of those strange phenomena. As soon as the weather starts to warm up, the nose will return back to the same colour that it was previously. So it'll come back... In the summer, yeah. So as it'll the weather come back warms, blacker. yes, yes. So it'll return to the colour uh, that it was previously. Now there are some times that colour doesn't come back as dogs age. Mm, the the colour starts mm. to fade with age because it's not producing as much um, of the the colour that um, that causes that pigmentation. There are some dogs' noses that are pink um, or brown or liver as it's called and they tend to stay the same colour. They don't change like the black dog's nose changing to pink and that's because of the recessive gene that they have in their pigmentation. So, you know, two parents with a recessive gene will produce that liver colour dog nose. Like the Nova Scotia duck trolling retrieving dog, they're quite um, quite pink. Even their eyelids or eye surrounds are pink as well. But yeah, the changes of often People think, oh, what's wrong with my dog's nose? It's changed colour. Well, I was now that you said that. <laughs> now we've got. A I'm just st- thinking whether here. or not someone like if I've ever. I'm trying to think whether I've ever had someone come in with their dog and go, his nose has changed colour, and I'm like, that's quite unusual. Well, clearly it's not a, an issue. I mean, it's not you know, you know, something to a reason to bring the dog in. But well, I, some people do, yeah. and that's fair enough. Yeah, um, there can so, be some changes yes. though, like Viligo. I think Vitiligo. It's, Vitiligo. That that's one of the yeah, things that you do de- need to. Depigmentation. Yeah, you do need to watch, and there are some other nasal um, problems that you can get that do need to be checked out. But there you know, is, that's right. There's a couple of um, immune diseases like yes. pemphigus, 
which often shows up on the nose. Yeah. And that's where the skin just starts to lift away. Mm. So um, I should clarify, I'm not a veterinary dermatologist specialist, but um, I'm learning. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but but Thanks, usually, that colour, usually that colour is not a problem. It's just one of those things that it slows down, um, usually because that enzyme is affected by the cold weather. So don't worry, those noses will come back to a nice colour. We're all learning something. Oh, we are. And then they'll get a tan in the next few months for the summer and away they'll go. No, it's interesting, though, because a lot of people with their cats, right, when they have pink noses and, you know, cats with pink noses, pink ears mm-hmm. are susceptible to sun cancers. Yes. And they get squamous cell carcinomas. And a lot of people get uh, them their noses tattooed. Mm. Not so much recently, but they used to do that. But the problem with the tattoo ink is that it's actually injected under the epidermis, uh, which is the outer layer of the skin, Mm. and into the dermis, right? And that's actually where the melanocytes are, the cells that produce the uh, melanin, which is the pigment. But they're... So they're um, injecting into the dermis with this tattoo ink with an effort to prevent uh, sun cancers. But the problem is that the epidermis is still on the outside, and that's the part where the squamous cell carcinomas that, come oh, from yes so there's a lot to going on with pigment with noses mm. and um it you know it, i think it depends on your pet and obviously if you've got a, a northern uh winter dog like you were mentioning those breeds then mm. um it's something to keep an eye on yeah there are some dogs that do have different color pigmentation i mean the default is black on most dogs but there are dogs and puppies when they're born often have pink noses yeah. and usually around you know the the 12 weeks that they've come to their full colour. But um, there are some different dogs that have um, Dudley noses, butterfly noses, all of these different colourations in them. Wait, let's back up a bit. Okay. so <laughs> What's a Dudley nose? What, they're from Dudley? Oh, I'm, no. still, I'm still uh, writing. So it's, a, it's a flesh colour. So they oh. refer to it as flesh colour. Right. Okay. Yes. And so your butterfly is multicolour or part party colour. And so you'll see some dog breeds come in. So that's not anything to do with the pigmentation that we're talking about with the snow nose. It's a completely different pigmentation. That's the uh, pattern that they're bred with. Yeah. 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 I've seen that in a lot of um, bulldogs. Yes, they They do have that. They often get those party colour noses, Mm, but mm. I didn't realise they were called butterfly. Yeah. Party colour noses. Right, Butterf- love it. Butterfly sounds not much nicer. All right, look after your dermis. That's the that's the, <laughs> that's the trick here. In terms of dogs' noses, yep. and there's a relativity to how stressed they may be that you've yeah. been able to figure out. Yeah, one of the things when I'm working with dogs, when I'm meeting them for the first time, often you don't know what they're you know what they're all about, and so I've. I've observe that when they have a less pigmentation in their nose it's usually because they're fairly stressed and a stressed dog will often just lick they'll sometimes lick their feet they'll lick Mm. any part of anything Mm -hmm. even the floor but they'll often just by licking their nose reduce that pigmentation so it's a way of observing that um, the dog may be a stress head all right thanks for that cheryl good afternoon melissa at new lambton you have a three-year-old rag doll and you want to change its diet that's correct yes so I've only just picked her up. She's um, very, very timid. She's going underneath the lounge continuously, so I'm mm. just leaving her there. She does come out to eat, but apparently she's only been eating um, premium mints with this magic mix in it. And I don't think she's getting everything that she needs from that, but I'm concerned that if she eats those kind of pellets, which I've bought, I think they're um, Royal Cannon or something like that that yep. I've bought. 
Yep. Um, I'm just wondering how I introduce that slowly to her if she's only been eating this magic mix with the with the premium mint. Magic mix. What? Yeah. Have you got some of that? Um, I did get it from the breeder. It's some kind of supplement, apparently, and and you just yeah. mix it in with with the meat. But I just I think she's constantly hungry, and yes. also I have been giving her. I'm not sure if it's correct, but I've been giving her cooked prawns. Right. To try, to try and um, you know. Yeah, tempt her. Well, mm. l- let's uh, let's keep the prawns for a special occasion. Um, okay. Because. <laughs> You'll you'll go port pretty quickly otherwise. Um, and look, the the magic mix uh, supplement um, is because the cat hasn't been on a balanced diet. Yeah. All right. So mince is cats are obviously quite different to dogs, um, yep. and are true carnivores. And the reason we say they're true carnivores is related to the supply of essential amino acids. So one of the there's a couple, but one of the main ones is taurine, um, and so we have to make sure they have a balanced diet so that they're getting all of these things. So mm-hmm. the other thing with um, mince is that it's low in calcium and mm-hmm. high in phosphorus. Um, and you're you're right. You will find that um, trying to change her diet, she might be particularly with a change of um, you know location and household, she yeah. may well be a bit reluctant to make that change too quickly. But um, I think what I would suggest you do is have the food, the, the dry food that you've got, which is Royal Cannon's a good brand to use. There are um, other ones of similar ilk that are probably good to use. Have that there in a place that you can observe, um, but not out in a traffic area. Mm-hmm. A- and it should be there all the time. And then the mince only gets maybe twice a day for 15 minutes and then reduce that to once a day after a week. And then every other day. And so that way you're actually, she can graze on the other food. And look, I'm not actually a big proponent of grazing for cats and dogs, but I think mm-hmm. in this instance, you've got to allow her the time to choose when she's going to eat. But just gradually reduce the, the mince and then, um, you know, by giving her the dry food, it's also a balanced diet at the same time. All right, best of luck with all of that, Melissa. 49216216 if you have a, a question for Dr. David Tabbert. Of course, uh, also Cheryl Shaw is here. And g'day, Brian at Rutherford. Uh, we'll actually be talking with you about uh, the, the, the dogs and the noses and everything. What's going on with your 11-year-old Labrador, Brian? Uh, I've got a Dudley Labrador, and um, personally I like the pink nose and the, the eyes and the clear claws. Yep. But oh. she, started, she seems to be starting... She gets some sort of pigment on her nose, sort of a grey look to it, grey tinge. Is it just that she's starting to show her age, basically, or what? Yeah, I would probably have that checked just to make sure because there are some diseases of the the nose that really do need to um, just make sure that they're that they are you're not sinister. So I would have mm. that checked out. But certainly, age does change colours, um, you know, of of all dogs' noses because they just don't have that. Um, um, yeah, it, the, the melanocytes yeah. aren't as they, they slow down yes. in producing the melanin, and in the, in this case with a pink nose though, there's mm-hmm. no melanocytes. That's right. But now there's an age change, so mm. yeah, you're going to see differences with uh, metabolism and so on of all of these yeah. Um, yeah. proteins. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I, I I think getting checked as well just to make sure because as 
Um, Cheryl was saying earlier, Brian, that there, there is these kind of diseases that we do see. We just want to make sure everything's okay. The other thing is I mentioned in cats about sun cancers and dogs do get sun cancers mm. as well. Um, very often we see a lot of those in um, English bull terriers. But anywhere that there is unpigmented skin um, is at risk, just the same as us really. So I think you just want to make sure you know you don't have a problem like a carcinoma or something developing there. Yeah. Cheryl Shaw is here, Dr. David Tabbert, who's still learning on the job, by the way. Oh, always. <laughs> He'll be able to slice and dice your pet very shortly and get him oh, back to good health. Um, it is all about, seems to be all about the noses, Cheryl. You bring the topic via the brooch yeah. and, and that's where we go. G'day, Jenny, at Caves Beach. Your Italian sheep dog's nose is getting a little bit on the, the sunny side. What's happening, Jenny? Oh, well, I just come in the end of that bit about the dog's noses and... Um, I'm just curious to know, what can I put on her nose in the hot weather? Yeah, sure, Jenny. So your Italian sheepdog, that's a Maremma. Yes. Yes, okay. So there are lots of products available on the market, so you can get them either at your vet or the pet shops, but they're designed especially to be able to be put onto the dog's nose to protect it from the skin um, the skin cancer. So it's a good idea if your dog's out in the sun um, to pop that on. There are some dogs too that have you know really light-coloured noses, so making sure that they're covered is an excellent idea. Um, yeah, she's a bit naughty. She doesn't like her nails being trimmed, so I have to get the vet out to do <laughs> but it, it's you know, important not to use a human yes, this is uh, right. sunscreen. Yeah, because if you use a human sunscreen, sometimes dogs are allergic to some of the products that are in them because zinc oxide uh-huh. is commonly used in, um, in human mm-hmm. products and dogs are allergic yeah. to that. So making sure that you're getting a dog-specific sunscreen is really important. Okay, yeah I, yeah, I sort of knew that, so I just thought I'd just check. So I, I can get it from the like a pet barn or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so any of your pet shops will sell um, the sunscreen for dogs. Yeah. All right, thank you very much, uh, Jenny. Sounds like you're kind of on the right track. And, uh, and David, you were kind of talking about this breed I've, of dog in, in the break as well. Yeah, yeah. I've actually treated... They're not that common, Marimas, mm. um, but I remember treating one up at Pindima, and they're quite famous in Australia because um, there's a story that in Victoria there was a little island off the coast. People might remember there was a movie made about this where the penguins were coming onto the island to breed and the foxes were coming across at low tide on the sandbank. Oh, they're sneaky, aren't they? Yeah, so they ended up, a mar- they brought a marima onto the island. And for those who don't know, like they are excellent guard dogs. Um, uh, they're called the Italian sheepdog, obviously, but I, I've seen them guarding um, alpacas. Mm. and they work really, really well. So in this uh, scenario down in Victoria, they were put on the island, no more foxes, and the penguins loved them. All right, and a, and a good time was had by all. Nice Excellent. happy ending. All happy, ended as happy well. Happy ending, yes. 2 in your RFM 103.7 if you'd like to have a chat with our pet chat team this afternoon. Of course, Cheryl Shaw is here. Uh, she's brought a lot of the uh, interest with the, no- the dog's noses today, Cheryl. Any of these topics, they just seem to fire up once you just open the door, don't they? Oh, that's so good. Yes, <laughs> and and of course our vet doctor David Tabbert, who's who's I'm, still learning I, the work experience. <laughs> Listen, I do feel okay about it. I know you're paying out on me a bit, yeah. but here's my motto: is if you stop learning, you're dying. All right, so we oh, need to keep learning. Yeah. <laughs> Way to bring it down. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to have fun here. We're just you know we're we're trying to you I'm, know. I know. We're doing our best. I do my best. All right, 49216216 216, if you'd like to have a chat this afternoon. G'day, Tom at Edgeworth. 
Oh, you got a fussy eater, Tom. What's happening? Yeah, well, he, he's not just eating his uh, dinner, you know, like, or anything. He, he he likes eating uh, chicken. Yes. And then he just uh, parks his thumb down, turns his turns his back on it, looks at it, and says, "I'm not eating it," you know. <laughs> he is, he, he's pretty fussy. He's fussy, yeah. And then if I give him something else like dog food, he said, "I'm not eating that," you know. Like, it's just just unbelievable. Like, but he loves his chicken. What, what's your what's your little Pomeranian's name? Panda. Panda. Yeah. Uh, and how long have you had Panda for? Thirteen years and three and a half months. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and five days. But not counting at all. <laughs> no, not counting. Yeah, no, I just checked it. I mean, I know he's an old dog, but he's he's still all there. You know, like he's just oh, he's all there. He's got you wrapped around his little paw. He has. That's the way it's going. <laughs> we do. Um, this does often seem to happen with smaller dogs, but I've seen it with larger dogs as well. But yeah. a couple of things that we kind of look at: dogs that sometimes will only eat a small amount and then walk away, particularly older dogs. I'm going yeah. to get their teeth checked because I'm worried about whether they've got some degree of dental disease. Oh, um, yeah. And dogs, you know, people say, "Oh, they won't eat," and so on. They usually will eat and they'll eat something. But um, dental disease can be a real change. And I've seen patients where, you know, they've been fussy eaters and then we go in and they've got terrible dental disease. Sometimes it's hidden below the gum and you can't see it. I've seen dogs with uh, x-rays of their jaw where there's very little bone left and they're barely eating. And so what we do is we have to treat them medically. We might have to take some teeth out and suddenly... They've got no teeth, but boy, oh boy, they're eating everything. So right. that could be a really big factor for an older dog, particularly a smaller dog. Um, yeah. They yeah. tend to have pretty crowded mouths, and so they uh, their teeth are crowded, and so they end up with problems with food getting stuck, and that over time leads to a cycle of poor dental disease, gum health, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. Also, we'll see reduced appetite in dogs that have got and I'm just thinking of some medical problems first, but the uh, dogs that have got things like liver disease and kidney disease is yeah. is also another reason why they might be off their food a bit. Um, generally, sometimes some heart disease can cause that as well, although it's fairly late, and you would probably know that they've got heart disease before this. Um, yeah. And then we kind of think about the behavioural things as well. So what I would suggest... and I'd, I'd really encourage you to get him checked out with a vet to make sure that we don't have those other problems. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then if we're just dealing with behavioral things, it really comes down to how you're managing that feeding time. Because, you know, if you're trying to tempt him all the time, then he kind of knows that, well, you know, I could eat chicken or I could eat this dog food, but if I wait long enough, I'm probably going to get something a little special. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So you can actually. Um, just be a little bit more disciplined around the feeding and say, well, you've got to access to it for 15 minutes and then the food gets picked up. Yeah. And, you know, I'd be thinking of feeding him twice a day. And a lot of people also, if their dog has food down all the time, um, then the dog isn't really that fussed at eating at mealtime because there's always that, you know, that dry food over there I can go back and eat. So go and get checked out for those things and then, Probably just little by little um, adjusting the feeding habits like I mentioned and your vet will be able to talk you through a bit more detail on that. 
Good afternoon, Jenny at Maitland. You have an overeater border collie blue heel across. G'day, Jenny. Yeah, g'day. That's true. So what's going on, Jenny? How long has this been a problem? Uh, probably we got her as a rescue um, a couple of years ago. Yeah. And she's, um, I, you know, she was, she, she was found as a stray. Um, so she was pretty thin. Anyway, so I've always um, thought with animals, you make sure you have them vaccinated, give them good food, you know, get their exercise and all the rest. But she's a real foodie. And um, she was around about, probably about 17 kilos when we got her. She was almost five years old. And she, now she, she would be almost 25. But she's rotund around, around okay. the belly. And I'm just a bit worried about things like, um, you know, cruciate ligament. Yep. And yep. stuff like that. Pancreatitis, yeah. diabetes, yeah, yeah. cancer, yeah. heart yeah. disease. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Jenny, why are you feeding her so much? I'm putting what? you on the spot there. Uh, okay. How is she um, get it? Like, if she's a chronic overeater and she's put on weight, that means that she's actually getting more yeah. calories than she, than she needs, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I've got her on uh, a, a good brand of dog food, yep. um, and I'm just following the instructions for the weight she was initially, Right. and gotcha. I haven't, haven't increased that. So I've given, given her like uh, half of that total daily amount that they recommend in the morning and the other half in the evening. Um, you know, occasionally she'll get a treat, but um, she, we live on a property, yep. and, if she, and she'll go out and she'll catch rabbits and sometimes, you know, fish. That has yeah. to be trapped on the river and stuff like that. So, um, and, and she'll steal eggs from the chickens. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you know when she's had those extra things that she's gone and caught? Uh, sometimes I do. Yeah, because yeah. so, I was yeah. just wondering if you know that, and you're only feeding her half at, in the morning, half at night. Just skip the next meal would be the first thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other thing is a lot of the when we start with those, um, you know, you said you're feeding her based on the guidelines so they are guidelines and you can adjust the amount um but i would probably use that behavioral approach of saying okay well she's you know she's been out doing something and she's caught something well we'll skip a meal um and there's no problem with that you gotta remember dogs are really a scavenger kind of species like if there's food available they'll just eat it so they really they don't have any self-control um the other thing i was thinking was a border collie blue healer on a property She's going to be burning some calories. Um, well, yeah. So, you know, if she's a bit rotund, I think she needs to burn some more calories. Yeah. And given what you said about the amount you're feeding, I'm also wondering just making sure she's checked out for any um, metabolic diseases where she's okay. not processing the calories properly. But it sounds like I think it's just she's getting too much. So just cut back a bit. All right. No, best of luck with that, Jenny. Uh, gang, we've run out of time. Dr. David Tabbert, thank you. Thanks very much. All Mark. right. He passes. You'll get to come back next time. And uh, no, you're off. You're off for a few weeks, aren't you? Yeah, I've got yeah. A, some work stuff next week, and then I'm off for two weeks holiday. All right, Cheryl Shaw, as always, a pleasure. Thanks for your time as well. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.